Yeah, thank you very much for having me. And of course, I mean, we are trying again uh, to remind the world, remind the people, first of all, that war is still going. And if that war will not be won by Ukraine, there will be security issue and a lot of problems, not only for Ukraine, but also for the whole Europe. So we want to remind that war is going, Ukraine is still fighting, and Ukraine needs support. Yeah, Ukraine needs uh, ammunition, uh, uh, weapons, uh, but, and, you know, Ukrainian people are brave enough to, um, uh, to fight Russians, and we can win them, but we need a lot of things, you know, unfortunately, with those which we don't have, and fast enough, right? Unfortunately, last year, we... Ukraine made an attempt for the counterattack, but now we know that not all the required weapons were provided and that didn't finish with the expected results, right? So there were some uh, wins, but they are not that big. So basically, yeah, weapons and something what Ukraine needs still and still needs for, for yesterday, right? And this rally is really to remind about that. This rally is to remind that Ukraine is not going to sign any um, deals with Russia, okay? Russia cannot be trusted. Uh, their words, uh, they never, you know, keep their words uh, to action. So we're not going to sign any, you know, agreements with them, and we're not going to give up our people who are on the occupied territories. So that's, again, I mean, uh, the message for tomorrow. In terms of this conflict, it's been waging on now for almost two years. And it's been a war of attrition. It's claimed hundreds of thousands of lives. What's the feeling like at home? Well, at home, of course, there is no nice news every day. There are bombing, regardless where you are staying. I mean, close to the uh, fight line or far to the to the west. Yeah, I mean, in the west of Ukraine. Um, it's bombing like capital. They're bombing the capital and cities like Lviv, which are on the west. So, of course, people are not that much happy. Of course, people having economical troubles because, you know, you know, not everybody can find the, uh, the work at this situation. And even if you find the work with the bombing and, um, uh, you know, you need to stop just going on the work. You need to stop and wait until the shelling will finish. Right. So and again, I mean, if you have kids, it's separate disaster. My friends back in Ukraine all have kids. Of course, it's a problem to go to the school, to the kindergarten. And, you know, I hope nobody will have to imagine how to bring your kid to the school, not really knowing if you will be able to get, to get it back, right, to get him or her back. So that's absolutely not nice situation. But people still, you know, the problem is Ukrainian people have no choice. Russians have choice. They can leave and go. Ukrainians don't. If Ukrainians will not fight, we will be all killed. And we, we already seen the examples of that and proofs of that, what Russians are doing on the occupied territories. And we've seen what they did at the very beginning of the war. They will kill everybody, regardless it's men, women, kids, or older people. So there is no such a choice. And even though, you know, maybe the, uh, it's not a festive uh, mood in Ukraine, but everybody's still equipped to fight back and still fight until the end. I mean, and, you know, <laughs> with the help uh, which we need, if that's provided, this end, uh, end will be Ukrainian uh, winning the war. If there is no help, of course, it will be disaster. Your, your stance on this is fairly clear. And we saw two years ago when 
it, well within the first year of the conflict when we had an earlier rally in Ennis there was a large crowd attending the moral support for the Ukrainian war do you feel it's still there has it been forgotten about to some degree with I, I suppose an international focus even on Gaza of late yeah, I mean, I think it's very much changed, right? So it was really at the beginning a lot of emotional support. But I think maybe not everybody, not like all people realize now, but at least politicians do, that moral support is not enough. And that comes with a problem because a lot of things need to change in the European countries to provide not only moral support, unfortunately, and that, those changes not popular one, let's say like that, right? So uh, to provide Ukraine with um, ammunition, with um, uh, weapons, it means uh, the European economy need to change in terms of like, I mean, not that much weapons were produced before. That has to change. So politicians need to make those changes. And that's not that popular, right? And those, you know, Hopefully we will come to that, but that's what is required now. So uh, there are a lot of warehouses full of weapons which could help Ukraine now, but they are kept, right? And uh, politicians in um, Europe doesn't will to uh, give those weapons to Ukraine now, right? And we just, you know, losing time. And again, I mean, that's maybe, you know, like um, normal people would support, right? But that's a big uh, political change, right? So it's, um, you know, it's not like you, you, Europe used to live before. And we, we also see what happened in, in uh, United States. It's another, you know, <laughs> I don't know, drama, I would say. And uh, I'm very much shocked what is really happening with such a huge country, right? But uh, also, yeah, I mean, you see that, like, Words are not enough anymore, right? So we need actions, real actions. And that's, you know, big change, which many, unfortunately, leaders just fear to do. Yeah, there is no one <laughs> like uh, they fear they will have to participate in the war, not just, you know, support kind of morally. Are you hopeful of any short-term peaceful solution? I mean, we know that Switzerland have approached uh, both Vladimir Zelensky and Vladimir Putin with a view to holding peace talks. Do you think that can happen? Do you think that can be fruitful? I'm sure it will not be fruitful, and that's something we shouldn't do. I mean, what we are going to talk to Putin about, I mean, if we... <laughs> I mean, w w what he can tell us, what he can promise, I mean, they need to leave our country. They have no right to stay there. They already killed so many people. They should be uh, prosecuted, all right, for those crimes. And there are so many war crimes. Uh, so I don't really understand what we really can discuss with Putin and with the Russians at the moment. So I, I don't think it will help anyhow. And probably one of the points, again, in the rally we would like to do and to make again, that there is no possibility to make the peace with Russia now. The only peace which is possible is to make sure Russia leaves full territory of Ukraine and they are not trying again to, you know, fight us back. In the coming weeks, the government are planning to make changes to refugee supports and... I suppose it's due to internal pressures in Ireland with accommodation and that's going to cut the uh, weekly welfare rate for U new Ukrainian arrivals uh, down to 3880, which is the standard rate for international protection applicants who are waiting for their 
this case for refugee status to be determined and obviously they'll only have 90 days guaranteed in state accommodation at that point they'll have to find their own but they will be able to get job seekers allowance which bumps back up to the 260 euro per week you've mentioned there that this war will likely wage on for a long time and that there will be more casualties uh, on both sides do you foresee that regardless of what way the welfare rates goes do you think there will be more Ukrainians trying to to come here or will that maybe deter more arrivals well I think if the war will come um, you know if Ukrainian forces will have to step back right more and more regardless I mean if there will be nothing there will be more refugees coming and some other countries at the very beginning of war, you've seen how many people come to Poland and there was nothing, no accommodation, no payments, nothing at the very first days. And there were millions of people and it will happen again, unfortunately, because, you know, if you don't have um, food, water, it's like, OK, maybe not water, but food, you, without food, you can stay for a couple of months. But if the shelling will go into your house, you will be dead in a few minutes. So. I mean, it just, you know, kind of <laughs> obvious people will try to run out from that. And I mean, uh, in Ukraine, there are many families still, I mean, women and kids still are there. So they will first to go. They will be forced to go. But I mean, regardless of the payments, you know, even if it will be zero payments at all, people will be coming because just to save the lives. And I suppose just just to finish on that one, Maria, um, another comment from, I suppose, one of our local politicians uh, this week, Michael McNamara, was that we need a long term plan because on some level it, it is likely that this war will continue to wage on and that a lot of Ukrainians will now have to call Claire their home for the foreseeable future. Do you think there is enough supports in place to in, to, I suppose, create jobs? integrate new Ukrainian arrivals into the workplace uh, and find opportunities. Are are you satisfied the government is planning for the long term? Uh, I mean, for the long term, to be honest, I'm not that much aware, right? I think the key issue is housing. And it's not only for Ukrainians, right? It was for Irish people for many years already. It just when Ukrainians started to arrive, it became so visible, so you cannot deny it anymore. Um, and uh, I mean, I think if uh, housing problem will be solved or maybe improved some, somehow, then it will be no issue because, you know, Ukrainians who are arriving, they're able to work. And um, I mean, I already, you know, talked to many Irish people who were really surprised by the skills uh, of people who are coming. I mean, uh, and they really can work and, you know, they can find the work and they will to uh, wish to work. They want really to work. So I think, you know, when you wish, you will find the job. But like even for, you know, before the uh, full invasion started, there were problems in companies in Ireland who wanted to uh, get people to work. But just because there is no accommodation, they could not hire. That's that was problem before. It's nothing new here. You will get, you know, you can create millions of jobs, but if you will have no place for those people to live, they will not come. So it's not about Ukrainians, it's about the Irish economy. And again, what I would like to mention here, very important thing, we are trying um, to talk about war issue, 
from economical point of view. And you cannot solve the war and you cannot solve the problem that some other country just want to destroy another comp uh, country by making the economical uh, legislation. Unfortunately, it's not possible. Yeah, so this is like maybe, you know, some... It, it, yeah, so yeah, I understand it, it, infrastructure is not, what is not Ireland is doing. Yeah. yeah, but if war finishes, there is no need for those laws. Immediate, no need. Okay, and then, I mean, people will decide themselves. I, I'm sure many people will go back. Uh, no people will come anymore. <laughs> you don't need to, though, to think about that anymore. War has to finish, and I think we need, of course, uh, Irish government have to think how to make sure there is no disaster in the country, that's for sure. But again, I mean, I would prefer uh, that in, um, not only that is talked about, right? Unfortunately, that is more in the news than the other things which are more important. And as you mentioned, sanctions. Yeah, so sanctions are there. More could be done, but also more... Um, could be done to make sure Russia is not avoiding those sanctions, right? And, I mean, unfortunately, what we're learning that in those drones uh, which are made in Iran and they are, you know, bombing Ukraine almost every night, like today, this morning, they bombed Dnipropetrovsk uh, city and several apartments. So it just went into the normal uh, house with many apartments, so apartment building. And several apartments were destroyed and people were injured. I hope nobody died. But, I mean, again. And in those drones, even there were parts produced in Ireland. You know? So that's the issue. And I'm pretty sure those companies in Ireland never sold the parts directly to Iran. Right? But there is a ways how Iran get them still. And that should be first focused to make sure they'd never get again anything from European countries to build the weapons, to build the rockets. Otherwise, this war will never finish. And those rockets, unfortunately, if Ukraine will, will, will be beaten, those rockets will go into Europe back. Like now, like the rockets which are going into Ukraine is those which uh, Ukraine gave, uh, gave to Russia when they, we signed uh, the agreement that Ukraine is giving up the weapons and our sovereignty will be uh, defended by US, Britain, U uh, United Kingdom and Russia. And what happened? We gave up our weapons and now we're attacked by those countries who are supposed to protect us.